Hi there, good uh, afternoon. Uh, it's Monday afternoon. Everyone's <laughs> it looking, looking wide-eyed and bush-tailed. Uh, I know uh, Wimbledon is just about to start, so for hopefully all the people out there who don't really care too much about how Andy Murray does, um, hopefully you're watching this. Uh, this is the Golf Monthly Clubhouse. It's going to chat about what happened over the weekend and looking forward to uh, the coming week and probably coming weeks as well because we've got a very busy um, couple of weeks ahead with um, the Irish Open, yes. the Scottish Open and the Open Championship as well. So lots of really good stuff to uh, to to go ahead with. Um, if you have got anything uh, to add to the conversation, please do put in uh, the comments here and um, we'll try and answer as many questions as possible. Um, so firstly, this weekend was a good weekend again for British golf, especially for Tommy Fleetwood, uh, who won his second tournament of the year at the Olympic of France, yeah, and he's in the, in the world's top 20 now, he's 15th in the world. Uh, he's playing superb, who wants to chat about him? Well I'll jump in and just quickly talk about, I think, the rankings in general before, Nigel, if you want to talk a little bit about um, the event in France. I think it's just worth pointing out there's now seven Europeans in the top 15 in the world um, you've obviously got the usual names, the likes of Garcia, McElroy, Rose. You've now also got the likes of Alex Noren, John Rahm, Tommy Fleetwood. Um, it means that we've now got seven Europeans in the top 15. There's only five Americans, which means we're in a really good place going into um, the next Ryder Cup. And just European golf in general is really strong at the moment. Um, and I think it's, it, it's it's just a really good sign. And I'm, I'm sort of really hopeful that some of these guys, the Norrens, the Fleetwoods, um, might be able to kick on and win a major. It'd be quite exciting to watch the Open, the USPGA. And a lot of those guys who you've mentioned there actually have course experience for the Ryder Cup next year as well, which could be yeah. quite crucial on a very difficult golf course. I was there last year. I have to say, the so we're talking about the, the golf course, which obviously uh, the Open to France, uh, Le Golf National, Le Golf or National. Paris National, or something you call yeah. it. But I was there last year, and it's a very, very difficult golf course. And the fact that Tommy Fleetwood only made four bogeys all week and had two rounds where he didn't drop a shot just indicates how well he's playing at the moment. I think he hit 17, 17, 16, and 16 greens in regulation. You think? Oh, you know. And, which is absolutely ridiculous <laughs> around that golf course. And what is so amazing about Fleetwood's season, I mean, as you said, he's won twice. He's uh, come second twice and finished fourth at the US Open. He's actually outside the top 200 in the putting stats on the European Tour, which just shows how good his ball striking has been so far this season. Yes, oh, is that it? Usually you keep going on and on yeah. and on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Fleetwood was really struggling with his game last year, wasn't he? He, uh, he had quite a good uh, 2015, and he played reasonably well in a few tournaments. And then everyone really thought he was going to kick on next year and maybe have a little bit of a, yeah. a chance of getting in the Ryder Cup. And he just, he just, his game really fell apart a little bit. And having seen a few of his interviews, he seems to be in a much better place, not only with his game, but also life as yeah, well. Yeah, we, we see it all the time, don't we? Um, you know, with McElroy, with, I mean, Garcia most recently um, got engaged and then won the Masters. I think we can probably all relate to... You know, if you're less that's going on in your head, it's easier to go out and play good golf, whether that's in your, you know, your monthly medal at home or these guys obviously playing for big bucks on tour. But um, I think a lot of people will be very happy for Tommy Fleetwood. He was a golf monthly columnist for a, um, a year or two and had some great insight. And I know a lot of our readers really enjoyed um, sort of hearing from him. And I think, yeah, we're all really happy, aren't we, to see that he's sort of settled both on the course and off it. And of course, he's a local lad to Birkdale, isn't he? So yeah. it's going to be a lot. As, as you just mentioned, there, Luke, uh, Luke Schofield just said Tommy Fleetwood for a top ten finish at Birkdale. I think you've, he's got to be considered highly uh, likely. Yeah, the odds will be point. coming in on that one. 
yeah. but he's, he's now he's playing six tournaments in a row I think we worked out before coming mm-hmm. up here so he went straight from the US Open to Germany for the BMW and now these four events in a row so let's hope for, hope he's got enough adrenaline in the attack I'm sure he does given that he's playing so well but yeah great tip for Birkdale local lad played the course hundreds of times before uh, great ball striker as well so if he can putt as well as he did in France then he's going to have a really good chance of at least a top five finish yeah, absolutely. And there's a few other top comments we've had. We've had a comment about Bernard Langer and his, his uh, putting stroke, which maybe we might talk about later. There's blank faces all around. <laughs> uh, what was the comment? The comment was about there's been... Uh, it's controversial. It's he is potentially been anchoring his long putter with his... Uh, I think his thumb, hasn't he? So I mean, he's been holding it here. He's had a bit of, but I think his thumb's been thumb been touching the body. Yeah, something like that. So that's, there's been. I think they're trying to do a clarification or something like that's, that. If that if he has been doing that, that's not allowed. Well, well, it's a clear breach. Thank you, of the rule. thank you, uh, rules expert Nick, who hasn't got any rules um, certificates. Apart from reading the rules pages of Golf Monthly every single well, month, that's that's true. That that's must count for something. But there is a uh, there is a uh, post going up on the Golf Monthly website about that today, um, hopefully. Um, also, we've had a few other co- comments. Uh, Alex Noren at Birkdale, again, uh, someone who's yeah, always well. going to be considered. He will probably, again, his odds will probably not be that bad because uh, the likes of Johnson, McElroy, Day and Spieth's odds will all be so short that it means it does push up some of the other guys who are real contenders like Fleetwood, like Noren. Noren obviously won the Scottish Open, didn't he, last year? Um, yep. So he's very good at Lynx golf, so I wouldn't be surprised if he contended. Which is odd because he's fairly one-dimensional with, in terms of his long game, which you would think wouldn't necessarily is that fairly, fairly one he always hits it really close to the hole. But then he's <laughs> brilliant, brilliant imagination and creativity with some of those pitch and, and short yeah. chipping shots as well. I think he's. I mean, showing he, he's top ten in the world now. I think he's his game's in really good, a really good spot at the moment. Yeah. And um, yeah, no, he's just doing really well. Um, James Stewart says, "Is there time to tell us your favourite golf courses in the world?" Go on then, quickly. What's well, your fa- favourite golf course that you played? Valderrama. Well, I've got a few. but Oh, I no, come on, one. Talk about one that I played this year that's a great segue into the next part yes, of the uh, podcast do. chat. <laughs> I had the pleasure of playing Port Stewart where they've got the Irish Open this year, which was, um, I played it in March, and I think it's probably not in my top, um, my top sort of golf course in the world, but it's definitely got the best front nine that I've ever played, um, which you'll, it, it's going to look great on camera, it's going to look great... Um, we've got a great field assembling there that the guys will talk about. Um, we've got you know, the likes of Rory and uh, John Rahm and I think Hideki Matsuyama's there. Um, and it's just a spectacular Lynx uh, golf course. It's got massive dunes um, sort of that really shape the holes. That um, sort of It just makes you... It's a visual treat off the tee. Um, it's got a good mix of sort of short holes that you have to really think about and some long holes that sort of wind between the dunes so you can't just bomb drivers. You've got to really sort of plot your ball. Um, and I think it's a really great, they've moved this sort of down the calendar from, it was after Wentworth, originally the Irish Open, mm-hmm. it's now later in the calendar before the Scotch Open, so you've got that run of Lynx golf, you've got Port Stewart, you've got the Scottish, which is at... Dundonald. Good knowledge. And Maybe. then obviously the Open at Birkdale, so it's going to be a great event, and hopefully that leads us into the Irish Open, which is this week's tournament. Yeah. Um, this week's European Tour, so you've already mentioned there's some big names playing as well. We've got McElroy, we've got Matsuyama. Matsuyama, who I can't remember him playing. No, I think uh, Rory um, uh, deliberately, because Rory's uh, hosting, I think he's the official yeah. foundation. Yeah. Foundation. Yeah. So, um, and Rory actually asked Matsuyama to come along, and I think it's really good for someone um, who's been playing pretty 
pretty great goal yep. to go and ha- have a chance to play on a course which he probably hasn't had a chance to play in the past. And his ball striking, as we know, and we saw at the US Open when he finished second, uh, is really it's good. He's best, isn't it? So well, he's, he's a good links player, isn't he? He's had top fives in, in all majors, hasn't he? Yeah. But great exposure for the European Tour in, in Asia as well. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I think the more people that they get um, to, to see these great courses and these great links courses that we all know over here are amazing to play and they're great fun and completely different to some of the other golf, the better. So out of those Irish Open guys, so who, having played there, who do you think is going to suit well, out of all the guys? Do you, are we expecting someone with really good short game to be able to get up and down somewhere? Or are we talking about these really good ball strikers which hit fairways uh, and greens? A bit of both. I think it's going to take sort of a um, bit of creativity because like I said there's a lot of strategy involved there's lots of humps and hollows as sort of old links courses tend to have so you're going to need a good short game obviously the more greens and fairways you hit the less short game you're going to need so I wouldn't be surprised at all if the likes of Fleetwood and uh, Matsuyama are up there um, otherwise you want to look at sort of tried and trusted links specialists would probably be my um, my thinking Who do you guys think uh, has got a chance at the Irish Open because you know you guys Watch as much golf as we do, so we'd be uh, we want to know what you think. Um, Nick, do you, who do you think does quite, do well? quite like the look of uh, Thorbjorn Olison? Tobjorn Olison, sorry. Um, he won the uh, Alfred Dunhill Links, I think, yep. in 2015. Had two top fives in his last three events. Quality player, quality ball striker when he's on form, and his putting stats are very good as well. So if you marry all those things together, I think he's got a good chance this week. Yeah, good tip. The other thing, I don't even know if these guys are in the field, so I'm going to mention two people who might not be playing, but they will be playing over the next few weeks. And that is Noren, who we have already mentioned. He is in the field. Yeah, and yeah. I think he just has shown that he's done very well. And he's, and Till Hatton as well. Yeah. I'm not sure if he's in the field this week, but he will he, be. He is playing. He has he shown before that he has, is very good on Lynx golf courses and has not had the most successful last couple of weeks so I reckon his odds are going to be pushed up a bit especially yeah. with the, the strong guys in that field so, Do you fancy uh, Rory well, to do well? Well week? always, I think the one thing with Rory and Lynx Golf, we know he can play well there, he's, he's an open former Open champion, it's just whether in the, weather, though, whether the weather's right for him and <laughs> being someone who's brought up on Lynx Golf of course and being Irish, he always usually said oh he's great in bad weather, stuff like that Rory's shown great. before he's not in brilliant the uh, and if he facing a bit of tricky weather conditions he always he always looks like he'd rather be in the bar than out on the course um, so it'd be interesting to see what the weather's like there this week the, it's yeah, like, it's golf it. in Ireland you can never be too sure was it um, 2010 at St Andrews when he shot something like 63-80 in yeah. great conditions yeah. and poor conditions that was when the, the quote was that he'd never shot around in the 70s and after those first two rounds he still hadn't <laughs> shot around in the 70s yeah 63 and 80 um, but then when he won at Raw Liverpool there were some bad conditions out there, but he yeah. seemed to dodge them and get the good side of the draw and was obviously brilliant. But yeah. I'm not convinced he's in very good form. He's quite rusty still. Yeah. But this could be the catalyst he needs ahead of a busy summer because he hasn't won since the Tour Championship, which yeah. in Rory McIlroy's terms is a very long time. Yeah. And Tony O'Neill actually makes that point. He says, I really hope Rory wins. He needs to get a win soon. He does. He has, just hasn't played that much golf this year, has he? And... Yeah. Whereas a lot of the big players have won, uh, Spieth won, of course, incredibly last week with that whole bunker shot, DJ. I know Jason Day, again, is in the, kind of in the same camp, hasn't played a huge amount and hasn't played great when he has. No. Rory has been playing pretty decent when he's been managed to get four rounds in. Um, 
But is that a worry? Or, you know, does he need a good couple of weeks leading into the I, Open? I think his his schedule is quite um, quite full at the moment. I think he announced not that long ago that he was going to play a lot of golf through the summer. I think often these top players do have a tendency to not play that often and to try and peak at the right times. But I think you have to you have to understand that there are peaks and troughs to a career and that sometimes the way to get out of one of those troughs is to play a lot of golf yeah. and sometimes the way to, to help yourself is actually to withdraw and play a little bit less. And this is definitely one of those occasions where I think he needs to play a lot of it's golf. It's a streaky and I think player, isn't he? That. So I think if he, if he gets the putter going... Um, you know, build yeah. confidence. Whatever putter that is, rolling. Yeah. he's obviously yeah. been, he's he's been struggling. With confidence on the greens, though, no. is he at the moment? But I think yeah. he, if he just, I think it can click for Roy, though, can't it? You know, I mean, he shot final round sixty-four, sixty-five, didn't he, the other week? So, and that could be um, it. That, that could be might all just he needs. Be the confidence booster he needed, yeah. Uh, Should we talk about PJ Tours? Hang on, we can do. I'm just going to ask uh, James Stewart again. Says 2017 Irish Open set to be richest and biggest in tournaments history. That's true. Uh, if you look back. A few years ago, before they really had the big days pushing it, and Rory's that, that person, they didn't have the best of fields there. So again, as as Nick said earlier, it's great that they've moved that as slightly more, uh, slightly closer to the Open, so some of the big players can come over and have a good run. Yeah, I think golf. the Irish Open. At, um, I was doing some research recently when I was writing a piece about Port Rush, and when the Irish Open was at Port Rush, um, not that long ago, the, the crowd numbers were off the charts. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Port Stewart had a similar yeah. effect. I mean, the, the Irish players have had so, so much success in the last decade or mm. so as well. There's huge uh, excitement whenever they go and play over there. So, um, as we to say, Connor Hanley here, I think he's, he's pronounced his name. Would you give Harrington a chance this week? I would give him a chance, yeah. You went very high. He popped up on the leaderboard in America one or two weeks ago, didn't he? I think he then fell away. But I was speaking to Harrington not that long ago, and he's saying. Name that, drop. While he doesn't contend as much as he used to these days, when he's in contention, he feels very strongly that he's got a great chance to win. He's in Ireland. The Open goes back to Birkdale in a couple of weeks, so potentially yeah. could yeah, be in, in the stars. Yeah, you never know. If the, if he, the weather's it, on his side, I think I, he's the sort of gritty player that could put in a, put in a round, couldn't he? I think it's very hard to uh, foresee how Harrington's game's going to be, um, I think, even for him. Very good question, good question here from Christian Shine. Do you think Scott Hend has the game to win this week? Scott Hend, one of my favourite yeah. players in the US. Surely you should answer this question. You've got a poster uh, of him on your bedroom wall, <laughs> Well, quite. Uh, he is, as I always say in all my betting tips, uh, he is an awesome ball striker. I think I actually always use that exact phrase every time. But um, he is an awesome ball striker, and I think he, I think he should do better on links courses than he actually does but um, he can move the ball both ways yeah, he's, very powerful when he contended at Wentworth uh, two years ago 2016 he was leading going into the last round he, just, he wasn't hitting driver of any tees he's just hitting these massive long irons straight down the middle of fairways and the way that uh, Jake's described the course that could potentially yep, help, help him out no doubt he'll be appearing in your betting tips tomorrow but potentially I'll have to have a look. Yeah. I'll have to have a look. I have actually left him alone for the last couple of months because yeah. it was going to be ridiculous. But um, no, but I think it's a good question. Uh, Armour. Harrington's just back from injury. Lynx Golf might test that injury. It's true. Uh, and Cabrera Bello might be a good shout this week. Cabrera Bello has been playing yeah, well again. Another really good doesn't win from. golf tournaments, he doesn't. though. Yeah. He is one of those guys who is... You're looking has, for an each-way bet, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and I think... Win. He, exactly. If you can get him around... Fifty to one or something like that, which is, would be probably quite long for him. Then he's that's a you know that's a decent bet because he does have a lot of top fives, a lot of top tens. Ryder Cup player, but he's a bit like um, Charles Howe third, who finished runner up this week on the PJ Tour, which I haven't really mentioned that much. Uh, which um, Carl Stanley won. He lost to 
uh, Harold the Third um, lost in the playoff to Carl Stanley, but he hasn't won for ten years yeah. now. He was once the next exciting prospect, wasn't he? And yeah, he was. But if I mean, he is a professional golfer. He's very good at winning money, but he just isn't very good at winning golf tournaments. And and he's lost in a few. I think he's lost in a couple of playoffs now as well, which possibly says something about his mindset. Yeah. Do sure. we want to mention Carl Stanley's thrilling victory at the Quicken Loans National I think Tour? We, sh- we should give him some props for that. I would say. Yeah. yeah. I vividly remember him. I think at Torrey Pines making eight up the last in 2012. Was it Torrey Pines or was it Phoenix Open? No, then he went on to win the Phoenix Open oh. the following week. But that was a long oh, time ago it. now. And I've just written a few things down statistically about Carl Stanley because I think it's quite interesting. He's Handy. sixth in strokes gained off the tee, third in strokes gained approach to green, and fifth in strokes gained TTG. Whatever that means. <laughs> I've forgotten what that means. TG Green? TG Green. TG Green. Green. But over the last five years or so, he's been between 175th and 200th in both uh, chipping and putting. So he's obviously a very talented ball striker. Yep. But he struggles badly on and around the green. So He's another streaky player. Which is Absolutely, yeah. The person who's... Uh, Andy Hassis has said, am I cross-eyed in the middle? I think it's just having to try and look at two <laughs> screens at the same time and talk to, to, to these guys as well. But... Thanks for the comment, anyway. Please do continue to comment. Uh, <laughs> Shane Lowry, I think uh, Jane Stewart's trying to say there. I think that's probably for the Irish Open. Bad form again, though, isn't he? Didn't he finish outside the about top 120 in France? That happens to it's a lot. lot it's it's to, and it is one of those goals. Can, yeah. can get away from you. Shane Lowry, of course, is. famously won the Irish Open as an amateur. Uh, so won On a Parkland golf course. Yeah, but he's still won the Irish Open. still won the Irish Open. Yes, he did, he did. And um, can you remember who finished second and actually got the winner's check? It was an was Englishman. Correct. Was it, it Simon it? Kahn? Nope. Uh, it was, Anthony Wall? Nope. It was con- in horrendous conditions. It was uh, Robert Rock. Robert there you Rock. Go. Stat. 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 Just from Robert up there. Rock. Just from up there. He hasn't seen him on tour for a while. I, I don't know. I, I'm not close, personal friends with him. Um... We had a couple of incidents with putters. We've already mentioned the Bernard Langer one and this anchoring stuff as well. But there's also a humorous incident this week where... What was the name of the golfer? I've forgotten his name. Kyle Tong Lee. Exactly. He uh, snapped his putter and then threw it in a lake at the French Open. And his mum went His mum was watching and um, went and Tried to fish fished it out. out but only, there's only half a putter. Entirely pointless thing to do. <laughs> what is... Have you... You know, what would it be... Um, do you, if you've got your mother uh, chasing you around the golf course watching you, um, would you have intervened there? I probably would have. Well, would I don't know if he was go, watching. Would you have let her just go with it? I don't know. It seems to be providing a lot of entertainment. Tio Hatton yeah, was, uh, was loving it, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. But he went on to finish fifth. So clearly What's the strangest thing that you guys have seen on the golf course? Have you ever seen anyone snap a, a putter and throw it in a lake or... Uh, or drop, what else have we seen? Before? I got a club stuck up a tree once. A club? Yeah, How did I've that happen? It was wet in the follow through and I slung it at Burr Hill and it got trapped in the tree and I didn't get it back till three weeks later. But you did get it back? I did get it back. I've had similar, that, um, a friend of mine had the same problem playing in the rain, went at the backswing, went over his shoulder into a bush and it took about 25 minutes to find it among <laughs> this like sort of dense forest. So. Um, Little lesson no. there, rain gloves, good investment. Is that no, no, they are actually having especially when we played at old head, that was good, even though I didn't have one. But uh talking about putter Stuart Arm again. What putter do you think Roy will use this week? Jake, you're Well he close ended, to the gear stuff? ended the week, didn't he, with a blade, um and that was giving him a lot of success um when he shot that low rounds. Um so I think he'll start with that. 
And then who knows? If he plays well, he'll keep it. And if he doesn't, maybe he'll swap it again. Correct. Has he had all his major success with Scotty Cameron putters? Uh, uh, no, he had no. a little stint in the middle, didn't he, where he won two in a row with Nike, I believe. I think that's right. I think he that's won right. at Hoylake and he won the US PGA, Yes, didn't that's he? right, yeah, yeah. But, um, but the early career was certainly all Scotties, yeah. And also Blazer, I think he went to try and use the uh, the Spider, he the tried. Spy, which a lot of people have had success yeah, with, you know, DJ. And, and, as well. and um, it's just, it just doesn't seem to suit him. He didn't like it at all, did he? No, he's, poorly, so. I think it's a mental thing with Rory putting as well. Um, a little bit. One of my friends has commented about uh, one of our one of our other friends who played on our golf weekend, where he had to drive the first tee at Old Thorns, and it he hit it so far right, it was it was nearly in the car park, and the car park was pretty much behind us, so that was I've forgotten about. That's that. very impressive. I know that. I know that golf. Course. It was it was it was so far it was outrageous. He's Didn't you cre- almost kill the starter at Sunningdale once? That's not that's this story gets. Gets greater and greater every time, but uh, no, I just hit it. <laughs> I hit it very far right, very quickly. So the story is, I nearly, hit, I hit the start stuff. I didn't, I didn't, I, I nearly did. Better story if you did though, isn't it? I'd, it should be exactly. That's why. <laughs> What's the truth between friends? Exactly, exactly. Um, anything else we want to say, guys? Uh, how's the new issue going, Nick? Very well, yes, very well. So if you would like to read up about um, Burkdale and the Open Championship, I would thoroughly recommend that you buy the Open Issue, which is on sale now. It's jam-packed full of great content. Uh, as it's got Stroke Saver, stroke saver of, with of it the course well, itself, with, saver. with a few bits of info and about very that. meaty issue, packed with loads of great content, so I'd thoroughly recommend picking that up. Yeah, and the Open Preview as well. And there also, is something, oh, go on, go on, Jay, something yeah. that I think should be mentioned in such a chat as this, and that is the state of the women's ladies European tour yes which, um, if you believe what you read in the papers and um, they've had five events pulled from the calendar this year um, struggling for sponsors the players are a bit worried about um, the state of it um, and it's quite a, a shock really because ladies golf um, in the States is doing very well ladies sport in Europe is actually doing really well across um, you know football and tennis and everything else um, so the fact that golf is really struggling on the ladies' market um, is a bit of a worry. Um, I don't know what your guys' opinions are on that. Um, any thoughts from you two? It's, it's interesting how they're showing more ladies' European Tour golf on TV now, which you would think would make it more attractive to sponsors, but it seems to have gone the other way somehow. And I'm not a marketeer, so I don't really understand why the investment isn't forthcoming, but it seems to me like it should. Like If I was in marketing, I would look to promote get behind an event that's been broadcast on Sky so I, I don't quite understand it myself and it's very concerning because these, these ladies I mean they're struggling to make a livelihood now because the schedule is so sparse yeah. so it's really difficult do they risk everything and try and qualify for the thriving tour in the States or do they look elsewhere for another profession and that's I think there is a lot shown on the, the yeah, state side on that tour um, I wonder if I do actually see that much lady, well not recently this year obviously whether there is actually that much ladies European tour really shown and really being viewed I don't know I don't know what the viewing figures are it's certainly on TV fairly often but there's not that many tournaments which no yeah, exactly it's, it's kind of a effects. kind of a catch 22 at the moment isn't it no it's been a, be a shame a huge shame I mean I know uh, Nick you have had a few dealings with the ladies European tour and been to remind me the Buckingham show uh, yes, about nine times yeah exactly <laughs> to, to talk to a lot of the, you know a lot of those guys and a lot of the guys on the tour and they're great talent. Um, and, and a lot of our audience actually really enjoy watching women's golf because it's very relatable. Absolutely. Mm. Um, 
obviously their, their driving distances aren't too dissimilar and the sort of the short game skill is, is much more relatable than people hitting it 350 yards on the PGA Tour yeah. and on the European Tour as well so a lot of people really enjoy watching it so hopefully they get the opportunity to carry on doing that um, Alistair Sector as I said four events on the LET uh, so far this year compared to 14 on the Korean wow. LPGA it's, it's a huge difference and obviously Korean uh, Asian ladies have had huge success on, on all tours and in their yeah. majors as well yeah. uh, it really shows you know they've got to have the competition otherwise they're not going to thrive so um, no, I think from, from our point of view is you know we really hope that they manage to get through it and um more sponsors, you know, back them and um, and and you know we can see a lot more because it is good golf, isn't it? Yeah. Um, other than that, any more things, Jake? You've, you've no, pulled, a big pulled, point, pulled that one out of the, the hat. I think that's probably. Yeah, I've mentally switched off before that one. <laughs> I think you mentally switched off before we started, Nick. But uh, it's only a joke. Only a joke. Um, for all the uh, <laughs> the Open is obviously a couple of weeks ago. We have a lot of coverage going on our website and weeks all. Ago. It's a couple of weeks to go to yeah, the you're Open Championship. not great for me, though, I know. Right? It's, Monday. it's Monday. It's Monday, come on. Uh, so we have an open mic site, uh, which is going live this weekend, and we've already got content up there already. Do check that out for all the latest and uh, preview stuff. Also, of course, our social media on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And we will see you again next week, hopefully. See you later, guys. See ya.